Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support for Mississippi Edition comes from Trustmark, featuring My Trustmark online and mobile banking. Monitor accounts and information, transfer funds, create special alerts and reminders. Details at Trustmark.com. Member FDIC. Good morning. It's 8.30. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, clearing a criminal record for a new lease on life. Then, when will the state get a new infrastructure plan? We'll hear from the state senator who chairs the Highways and Transportation Committee. We've had about three years of kicking the can down the road, so to speak, and have not acted. Uh, That's putting us in a situation where we are waiting on an accident to happen. Uh, We're waiting on a disaster uh, with some of our bridges. Later, a visit from the experts of Everyday Tech on customizing your Facebook page and attracting energy investments and jobs to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippians with criminal records often have trouble returning to life after being released from prison or jail. Their records make potential employers wary. Even housing can be hard to find with a conviction in your past. One option available is legal expungement, clearing your criminal record to get a new lease on life. Only certain nonviolent crimes can be expunged, and the cost of an attorney is prohibitive for many. Dawn Stow is an attorney in Gulfport who handles expungements for free through clinics presented by the NAACP. She tells MPB's Desiree Frazier clearing a person's criminal record can be life-changing. For the most part, an expungement is something like a sealing or an erasure of someone's criminal record or a crime, um, not necessarily a record because you usually can only get one expungement per your lifetime, I guess, um, is, is the best way to say it. But um, it's Sealing that crime or sealing that uh, or erasing that crime away from uh, public disclosure. So say you had a some sort of minor drug charge and you apply, you completed the probation, you completed everything you were supposed to do as a punishment for that crime. And once that is over, certain laws give you, um, certain laws here in Mississippi regarding expungement give you the right to apply for expungement. And it's a court proceeding. You have to basically ask the court to expunge that crime off of your record. Once you've successfully expunged that crime off of your record, you can legally say on applications and, um, you know, when you're applying for jobs that you, you know, that that crime does not exist. You can say, you know, if that was the only crime you had, you can say that you're not, you have no felony conviction. What type of crimes are we talking about, for example? Mostly nonviolent crimes, or rather they're all nonviolent crimes. The best thing to do is if you have a nonviolent crime, like a drug offense or some other uh, small crime. Um, non- burglary? Crime. Not burglary, no. Shoplifting? Shoplifting, yes. 
something like that. But the best thing would be to do is to go take your case or take your at your information to a lawyer and, and see if this is a crime that can be expunged because sometimes it sometimes things like the age that you committed the crime, when you committed the crime, sometimes those things actually make a difference. So you actually just need some legal advice about what it is, what you can do uh, in terms of uh, your crime, what what can happen if you can actually get an expungement for for that particular crime. So the best thing to do and what we tell the, the people um, at the clinic, the best way to handle that is to go get your uh, a copy of your background um, report, a copy of your sentencing order, any documents that show that you've completed all of the things that um, you were supposed to do, and this goes for misdemeanors as well. Um, you can get misdemeanors um, expunged, but most people, when they're talking about expungement, they're usually talking about felonies because that, those are the things that usually prevent you from getting a job. Um, so get whatever it is that you um, have relating to that crime. Um, like I said, your background check, their sentencing order, an abstract showing that you completed all of the things you were supposed to complete, and take that to a lawyer or to one of these clinics that, you know, they perform, um, take those documents to a lawyer or to the clinic, and they can tell you, based off of what you have, whether or not you qualify for an expungement. So but, this is but, not something someone can do on their own uh, without you know any what? legal help? You can do it on your own, and that's called pro se. You can do it pro se, but it, it will probably, you will still need some advice from a lawyer. There are lawyers who will give you some advice as to whether or not this is something you can expunge, and then perhaps you can take that information and draft the documents up yourself. But it's an actual court proceeding, so it's not it's not something where you, you go to the courthouse and fill out an application. You have to actually file a petition or a motion to have your record expunged. So it is a legal proceeding, and so that's why it's a little complicated to do it on your own, especially if it's a felony that you're trying to expunge. Um, you'll need some legal advice. And so that's why these clinics that, that the Magnolia Bar and the NAACP and other organizations around the state, when they perform these clinics, that's why they're so important because, you know, it is something that people can do on their own, but it's highly likely that you won't be able to complete it without any legal advice at all. Are they usually approved? Does a, a judge approve it? Most of the time, um, I, I think if you if you have completed, especially nowadays, I think the climate is ripe for people to try to, you know, get their records expunged. A lot of people are talking about expungements and other things to help people um, clear up their records when they've completed all of their, you know, all of the requirements, you know, completed their punishment, their term of probation or what have you. So I do think that if you've completed everything and you've you've maintained, um, you know, a clean record, I do think that they are granted without much problem if you um, have done everything you were supposed to do and you and according to the statute you do qualify. I think it is. Um, I think they do grant expungement, um, you know, based off of that more frequently. MPB's Desiree Fraser with Don Stow, a Gulfport attorney who helps people get their criminal record cleared. Up next, when will the state get a new infrastructure plan? We'll hear from the state senator who chairs the Highways and Transportation Committee. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. 
Americans have a big decision to make on November 8th. A date which will live not in Mr. Gorbachev. We will keep this promise to the American people. Be informed. Listen to this station every day. Coming up this morning at 10 on Now You're Talking, we'll recap some of the weekend's top headlines, and also Marshall Ramsey will speak with John Salem, the assistant director of the Greater Jackson Arts Council. We'll talk about the mission of the council, its importance to artists, the kinds of grants they offer, and its importance in the community when it comes to leadership and the arts. Be sure to tune in this morning at 10 for Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Like many other states, Mississippi has infrastructure problems. Almost 140 bridges across the state are closed because they're unsafe. Some roads are impassable. Business leaders from the Mississippi Economic Council, as well as others, have called for additional state funding to pay for repairs and maintenance. While no such bill came out of this year's legislative session, many are holding out hope for next year. Democratic State Senator Willie Simmons is from Cleveland and chairs the Senate Highways and Transportation Committee. He tells MPB's Paul Boger the time has come to invest money in the state's roads and bridges. This is the year that we must almost. Uh, last year was would have been a great year. A lot of individuals feel like if you're going to generate new revenue by adding fees and taxes that you should do it the year after an election. Uh, we allowed that year to pass. Uh, the year before that, we wanted to wait on the Mississippi Economic Council to take a look at what we were doing. Mississippi Economic Council put together a great task force headed by Mr. Joe Sanderson. They did a great job and gave us some recommendations. Uh, we did not act on that. So we've had about three years of kicking the can down the road, so to speak, and have not acted. Uh, that's putting us in a situation where we are waiting on an accident to happen. Uh, We're waiting on a disaster uh, with some of our bridges. Uh, We can't afford to continue to wait, and we can't afford to expect to have enough money by restructuring, reorganizing, or cutting back with the Department of Transportation. They don't have enough money to do it. If we eliminated 50% of their personnel, we would not have enough money to take care of highways and bridges. So we, the legislative body, must step up to the plate and do something. I know you're from the Delta, but, you know, coming down to Jackson, driving around the roads just here in the capital city, you know, I've heard from people who live outside of here that these are the worst roads in the state. But if you go around the state, the roads are just bad everywhere, um, at least in a lot of places. So what is the situation out there? What is the situation in the state? How bad are the roads and bridges? Our roads and bridges are bad. Uh, We've seen that and we knew that for the past five years that I was Roads and bridges are bad. We looked at it from the Senate point of view in 2013, and we did an in-depth study. We did town hall meetings. We went out into the community. We looked at the bridges and the highways. We had experts to come in from outside of the state, and we basically came to the same conclusion that the Mississippi Economic Council came to, is that we need $300-plus million a year over the next 10 years or so to take a look at bringing our bridges and our highways up to par and maintaining them. Uh, We have a good highway system for the most part, thanks goodness to the 1987 highway program that was put in place by the legislators before us. But they did not put any maintenance monies in place to take care of those bridges, and we have seen the wear and tear 
uh, on those bridges and highways. This will only get worse as the weather uh, is heated during the summer. And then in the wintertime, we have rain and cold weather. It's only making it worse, and it's costing more to do repairs and do bridges, build bridges. So that cost is only going to continue to escalate while the highways and bridges are deteriorating. Now, you mentioned the Mississippi Economic Council. What do they say? What kind of economic impact does the state's road conditions or highway conditions play on the economy of the state? It plays two roles. If you don't have good highways and bridges, the infrastructure, then you're not going to be able to recruit and bring businesses in. Many of the businesses already in existence uh, run the risk of leaving you because in order to get goods and services to and from their business, uh, when they put those businesses in place, you had a good bridge or a good highway system going in and out. Those bridges and those highways have deteriorated. Now they got to go around, and it's costing them more money to access. So many of those businesses, uh, you'd expect that we're going to lose. So that's the downside of it. Now, when you take the need that we have, the $300 million or so that we would invest in our infrastructure, building highways, maintaining highways, replacing bridges, maintaining bridges, would create economic development. So we would grow our state economy as a result of taking care of our highways and bridges while putting ourselves in a position where we will attract industry going forward. So we got to decide which one do we want. Do we want to invest where we get a good return, or do we want not to invest and continue to see the economy deteriorate and lose businesses as a result? You mentioned that $300 million. Right now, we as reporters, we as the media have been talking about how the state's coffers are are tightening up, the the belt's tightening up, so to speak. So how do you accomplish, how do you get to that $300 million more a year to to take care of the state's infrastructure? We have to be wise and have an understanding of Ronald Reagan. President Reagan came into office saying he was not going to increase taxes. And he said that for nine months. But by the end of this first 12 months, after he had done his uh, State of the Union uh, message where he said he was not going to raise taxes, by the next year, 12 months later, he had taken a look at the infrastructure, and he had decided and come to the conclusion that if commerce and the economy was going to thrive and survive, then he had no other way of taking care of that other than raising taxes. MPB's Paul Boger with State Senator Willie Simmons on the need for infrastructure improvements in Mississippi. Up next, a visit from the experts of Everyday Tech on customizing your Facebook Facebook page. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. You have a big decision to make on November 8th. A date which will live not in, in Mr. Gorbachev. We will keep this promise this to the American people. Be informed. Listen to this station every day. Hi, I'm Sharita Brent, producer of Everyday Tech. Since 2013, we've been the show that helps you solve your tech problems. Now we need your help. We're looking for a new person to co-host Everyday Tech with me. If you or someone you know is tech savvy, vibrant, and loves helping people solve their tech problems, send me an email. It's sharita.brent at mpbonline.org. That's sharita.brent at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Thank you. 
This is Everyday Tech on Mississippi Edition. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Ellie Banks, digital media specialist here at MPB. We are going to talk a little bit about Facebook and social media in general and how to kind of customize your page. There are so many things that can be done on Mm -hmm. Facebook now, and often you see a lot of things that you don't want to see. So the first thing we can talk about is when it comes to posting on Facebook, is there a way to just allow certain people to see your posts as opposed to everybody that you're friends with on Facebook? Well, there is. um, There is a arrow button whenever you make your post that you can select, and it says public. You can have uh, certain friends see it. You can also make different groups mm-hmm. on Facebook, and you can put your friends in these different groups, um, and you can select a certain group. You can even make it so only you can see it. Which is weird. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> uh, but you can also send somebody a private message. I have the Messenger app. Is it set up on Facebook now where you absolutely have to have the Messenger app to communicate with people, or can you still personally inbox people without having the Messenger app? If you want to do it on your mobile device, you have to have the app. Okay. If you want to do it on your desktop computer, you don't need an app or anything like that. You can still use the chat function on the side. So now let's talk about when it comes to friends on Facebook. I have reached the limit of 5,000, so I guess people are just following me. But I don't know half of the friends that I have on Facebook. Some people have a fear about that when they get a friend request and they only have one mutual friend. Do you think people should be worried about getting weird friend requests? They don't need to be worried. You don't have to friend everyone. I definitely don't friend everyone. And sometimes you're not friends with any of the people that people are friending you. And uh, they probably just found you in a search or Hmm. they're just weird people. So when you reject a request, does that person know that the request no. has been rejected? It no. Okay. I mean, unless that person's actually sitting there like, oh, did they accept my friend request? Which right. most of those people, if they don't have any mutual friends, they probably aren't. Because you don't want any attention at work, you know. Why yeah, didn't no. you accept my request? <laughs> Say you are friends with a group of people on Facebook. Is there a way to hide certain people's posts if you don't want to friend them? Yes. Unfriend them, rather. Yes. um, There's a thing called unfollowing, which makes it so that you no longer see their uh, posts in your feed. Um, You can hide posts that you might find offensive or just kind of in poor taste. Um, And there's a button at the top of the post, and it's in a little arrow, and you drop it down, you'll see unfollow post or unfollow person um, or hide this post. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also do that. In the settings portion under, I think it's like privacy shortcuts, and you can go through and select people that you don't want to follow anymore. And you can also make it so you see certain people, people's posts above others by favoriting them. Okay. It's like a little star icon. So that way you see their posts. I'm sorry, their post first. Mm-hmm. So. And something else you can do that I love is block people. Yay. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> but... I would say the the only people I've blocked are people who I've found to be highly offensive or who directly said something to me. So when you block somebody, what all goes along with that? If you're blocking somebody, that's more than just unfriending them. You're making it so they can't refriend you. They can't talk to you. They can't try to message you. There's no more communication. You won't see their stuff. They won't see your stuff. Okay. So that's if you block someone, it's pretty serious. Yeah, it's like a restraining order. Yes. Okay. On the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) And last thing, talking about the page as a whole. So when somebody searches for you on Facebook, can you control 
what they see as far as the kinds of private personal information that's listed and pictures and things like that if you don't want to reveal everything? Is there a way to have a limited access to your page? Definitely. Um, you can easily make everything on your page as public or private as you want. When you go through your profile and you're creating it or if you want to go back and update it, you have the option of selecting my friends seeing this public, certain people, um, You can make it so only family sees certain things. Uh, It can be fully customizable. Good. Well, we'll talk a little bit more on Everyday Tech, the show that's coming Wednesday morning at 10. You can send us an email before or during the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. For Ellie Banks, I'm Sharita Brent. This is Everyday Tech on Mississippi Edition. Thanks for joining us. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Regina Spector came to the U.S. as a kid. Her family's early struggles have stayed with her. I see my family. I see us and everybody. You know, I see us in the newest immigrants that just got here yesterday I, I see us and every time you get it wrong I'm Audie Cornish new music from Regina Spector later on all things considered from NPR news today at four on NPB think radio This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. When it comes to Mississippi's economic future, many experts see hope offshore in the Gulf of Mexico, especially in the energy sector. Patrick Sullivan is head of the Mississippi Energy Institute. He tells MPB's Evelina Burnett the state's Gulf Coast could attract more energy-related investment and jobs through businesses that work offshore. Here in the U.S., uh, I think we largely take energy for granted because we've always had it. We've always had it abundantly and at at an affordable price, and we have very robust infrastructure here. You can't say that for large parts of the rest of the world. And so as those economies start to ramp up and develop, uh, then what that means for energy is demand continues to grow up uh, or uh, continues to increase, uh, which means... We've got to figure out what our role is in that and how we can benefit from that. But importantly, where we're going to get our energy from is the rest of the world is trying to get it as well. What do you see as the main opportunities in terms of energy for Mississippi? And do you see renewables being a part of that? And um, and then also, I guess, maybe just specifically about the offshore um, the offshore industry. Where, what are some of the specific opportunities there, too? Yeah, well, depending on where you are, opportunities change from place to place in Mississippi. So we're on the coast today. So what are opportunities associated with with coastal states? And obviously offshore energy production and all the benefits of people going and working in that industry offshore. Some of the stuff we see onshore with some of the projects we mentioned, like Edison Schwest and McDermott. I mean, these are real jobs, real investment, and they're going to see very real impacts, on uh, positive impacts in the community. But also, uh, with the U.S. producing more and more oil and natural gas due to the, the revolution in shale production, the U.S. is becoming an energy exporter. And so, with this, as a state with ports, there's energy export opportunities, and some of those projects are pending in Mississippi, like C1 and uh, Gulf LNG. Uh, both of them natural gas-based export projects. They're pending. Hopefully those will work out, uh, but we're getting looks at that as well. As you get throughout the state, I think you will see more and more diversity in the energy sector. It's just the nature of any sector. 
MPB's Evelina Burnett with Patrick Sullivan of the Mississippi Energy Institute on bringing more jobs to Mississippi in the energy sector. Coming up after Mississippi edition, it's Deep South Dining. Now you're talking with Marshall Ramsey and Southern Remedy. And remember, if you want to catch the show outside the broadcast, just search for Mississippi edition in your favorite podcasting app and listen whenever you like. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 8.30 for the next Mississippi edition, only on MPB Think Radio. Regina Spector came to the U.S. as a kid. Her family's early struggles have stayed with her. I see my family. I see us and everybody. You know, I see us and the newest immigrants that just got here yesterday. I, I see us. And every time you get it wrong. I'm Audie Cornish. New music from Regina Spector later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. Support for Mississippi Edition comes from Trustmark, featuring Trustmark Deposit Express, ATMs for business and personal banking. No deposit slips, no envelopes, no waiting. Most deposits made by 9 p.m. weekdays are credited that day. Details at Trustmark.com, member FDIC. It's Marketplace Tech for...